Hi, so I'm super excited to have um, an interview with Tim Freak today. Um, Tim is a philosopher um, and he's written some really inspirational books. Um, and I'm running a project called Journey into Parenting, which is all about preparation for becoming a parent. Um, and I wanted to kind of explore that subject on a slightly deeper level today. Um, so I guess part of my perspective is that um, when you're becoming a parent, you're actually going through a really kind of profound transformation. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, just to kind of to make a space to acknowledge that really, you know, to sort of, I guess, to allow oneself to be changed by the experience um, that's happening. And part of that transformation um, includes loss, like there might be a sense of loss of an old identity, but then you kind of become something more by going through that, that kind of discomfort, like kind of stretching in a sense. And I'd, I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts about that. Yes, is my thoughts, Nino. That is absolutely my experience. Uh, hey. I would say becoming a parent was the single most transformative experience in terms of its long, you know, long-term impact as you know, of my life, and uh, just huge, and one I am so grateful for. I yeah. can't even begin to to say. I mean, and and I could have easily missed it um, okay. because I was very preoccupied with spirituality and creativity and wasn't following a conventional life pattern at all. Okay. Um, but it's something I'm always so grateful that I, that I had the, I experienced that transformation and it was huge. And in my case, it came quite late. Um, okay. So I was in my late thirties and I was ready. Okay. Um, which I probably, in all honesty, I probably wouldn't have been beforehand. Okay. Yeah. And did you experience a sense of loss or a sense of grief at any point in that? transformation no um okay. i didn't uh, but i know i think and i think that's there's probably in my case there's two reasons one is mm. i was older yeah. so um and the other thing was that uh, i literally became a, a parent kind of almost overnight because um my wife now wife debbie had an 18 month old son when i met her mm. so as i fell in love with her which literally happened when we met um i also fell in love with the 18 month year old boy and i knew i would be his dad and and so there was no i think one of the great blessings in that instance is that i always knew i was number two okay. <laughs> there was never any illusion so there was there was kind of like a, a transition in my case because it, it yeah. just moved into that and then when we had our daughter five years later um yeah. uh, three years later it was just you know, I was absolutely ready. So no, I, I didn't feel a loss. I just felt immense excitement. Okay. I had this whole vision of a new Tim and yeah. there he was, a whole new Tim arrived. Okay. And what, and what was that like? What was the new version of you? Domestic. Um, okay. uh, that, that rather than um, paying attention on sort of grand things, which is mm. my tendency, yeah. um, that I was paying attention to very, uh, s seemingly small, but mm. in, but but huge things yeah. that that, and and I think for me as someone who's who's spent their life exploring spirituality, mm. very quickly. I mean, I remember almost straight away with um, when when um, Debbie and and my stepson Bo moved in with. Mm. I bought a house which I could just about manage to do, and they moved in, and 
straight away I thought, oh, hang on a second. This is kind of the essence of spirituality. And suddenly it looked to me like spirituality was something made up by celibate men in monasteries because they didn't have kids. Because what was happening to me is I was was service. I was waking up in the middle of the night, any parent knows, exhausted, really didn't want to, but did willingly Mm. to look after this other human being Mm. um, and endlessly giving of my attention, my money, my concern and, and doing it willingly. So, and, and it was, it was felt like, Oh, look, this is the whole, this is the essence of, of the, the very nugget at the heart of spirituality is right here. Yeah. The experience of being a parent. Yeah. Beautiful. I think like I have somewhat kind of grand ideas in doing this project in the sense that um, I feel like what you just said is linked to a solution for the kind of the global problems that we're facing that in a sense there's a kind of there's a kind of up and out that's going on like people are kind of you know we're searching for success or we're searching for something external to make ourselves feel better but actually somehow kind of spiral spiraling back into ourselves and our children um, and becoming kind of com- you know deeply comfortable with ourselves that that maybe that's that's part of the solution that that's kind of part of where we need to get to as a species yes i mean i, I don't know if this is controversial or not but I just, i'm too old now i just can't say it. The, the, <laughs> the i mean I, what i've one of i've witnessed the massive obviously transformation in my lifetime in the way that society is set up okay. and perhaps the biggest change has been around women yeah, and you know, I, I've I was happening obviously before I was around, but I witnessed this huge transformation that can lead to us being here, and you know, and, and it just being taken for granted. And how wonderful is that? And and we're still in that process for sure. Yeah. But one of the things which I noticed at the time was that often there was an emphasis going on about making us be able to opening opportunities for women to move into what were traditionally male areas. And Mm. that has started, well, it's gone a long, long way, probably a lot much further to go, but it has gone a massive distance. But at the same time, there's always seemed a danger to me that we were devaluing something which was traditionally in the feminine domain, which was domestic, which was children, as if that wasn't enough. And and I I always remember my mother ran a business. She was with with my father. And a lot of my younger girlfriends at the time would look up to that, was think, oh, that was wonderful. She was running a business. But it was always interesting to me that she always said to them, oh, no, I'd much prefer to be at home with my son. That's what I wanted. I wanted to be at home, but I had to do this business to make us, to give us a survival. And, yeah. and, and suddenly it feels like, oh, will the next phase be yeah. a return to valuing those traditionally feminine qualities yeah. which are exemplified yeah. in child rearing par excellence? Yeah, well, that, that's what I experience as the kind of, as the newest wave of feminism, yeah. actually. And I, and I feel yeah. a really similar way because um, I'm a circus performer um, and often people are kind of very impressed by that but but actually you know I feel like I'm I work much harder and I'm much more creative when I'm being a parent it's just that you know we don't acknowledge that so much in our culture and and yeah I definitely feel that frustration of just you know not necessarily even having the language to talk about what it is that I'm doing um when I'm just being present with my son yeah and 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 it, it you know you cannot underestimate 
how important that is and yeah for the for the for the for the for the there's a there's a there i mean again i'm coming at this i can't help myself but i come at it both as a dad but also as a spiritual philosopher because that's why although i am those two things and i remember uh, one of the things very early on again with my my stepson which is when i came straight into it was he was just beginning to learn to speak Mm. and we would hang out together and it just felt like wow this is a perfect pattern in life because just at the point where i was becoming well to be honest with you i i I wasn't i should have been probably fully immersed in the world by then but i wasn't i was still floating around somewhere but being a father pushed me to immerse myself in the world and take responsibility and i felt it really i became much more of a uh mature man by becoming it just changed me overnight suddenly Mm. it was like it wasn't about me it wasn't about it was about this caring for this unit Mm. and 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 so, so I was coming in, and at the same time, here was this other being in my life mm. who I was raised with. And so we, we were, it's like a perfect interchange. I would bring him into language yeah. by giving names for everything. And then when he got bored with that, he would bring me into splashing in the puddles. Okay, yeah. And, and there was this perfect interchange where I was kind of coming. So come into language, come into time, come into yeah. what you will be when you're an adult. And he was reminding me, yeah, but don't forget to be in the moment. Don't forget to splash in the puddles. Come and be yeah. with me in this as well. Yeah. And I felt like as a parent, and this is very deep for me in spirituality, mm-hmm. a lot of spirituality talk, you'll hear people going, oh, just be in the now, just be in the now. And mm-hmm. I think that's a fundamental mistake because yeah. that's what children are. Children are right in the now. Yeah. And the job of the parent is to meet them in the now while also being responsible in yeah. time. It's like to be in both at once. Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah. and that feels a really deep and mature requirement, which again is built into the fabric of, of yeah. the life pattern. Mm. And, I, and I have this kind of deep sense. I've also questioned the notion of being in the now because I sort of, on a deeper level, I've got a sense that we're, we're constantly in flux like we're all you know yeah. the cells of our body are moving everything's in a state yeah. of expansion so yeah. that kind of paradox of being with both things actually y- um, yeah exactly exactly yeah. right there's also something interesting about um you know i guess this is a kind of a question as well that, that there's a sense in which you know our children arrive and that they're, they're already perfect and they're already kind of following a sort of a perfect trajectory um and if somehow we kind of we don't interfere or mess that up as as parents then they, they just kind of grow into themselves um and i and don't I, think that no okay yeah i suppose it's just a question about you know what's this journey through life all about really um and and i i trained as a steiner teacher so i I have that perspective right somewhat um you know of the the, you know it's like a a soul being on a journey i i think i do think that yeah i do think and i do think kids don't i mean the 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 common idea these days that they kind of arrive as blank sheets you know as if they're just like they're there and then they're conditioned and that's a bad thing and then they have to get out of their conditioning i don't feel any of that now it feels like it's much more subtle than that I do yeah. think they come mm-hmm. and they are, they are an individual and yeah. you discover their nature and your job is to support them flowering into the particular flower that they are. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they come perfect. I don't, no. I think they'll come on a journey. 
yeah and they come yeah. with all sorts of baggage and potentials and I, I don't think they're like this perfect thing that we mess up yeah. I think there's something they're, they're like us they're also yeah, on yeah. a journey and yeah. our job is to do our best to bring out what's good in them and to help them develop and become wise and to learn and and mm -hmm. part of that for you know in every human being has to be enculturated mm -hmm. yeah there is no other way you yeah. come into whether it's a subculture or the whole culture or a mixture of both usually yeah you must learn language you must learn norms and mm -hmm. and every human being that's ever lived has had that it's not some disaster where it's like oh you've been yeah. It, it's a mix of good things yeah. that you want to develop and keep and bad things yeah. which you want to see through and leave behind and yeah. then each generation has to do its best to wake up from its conditioning mm -hmm. and go that's good that's not and then yeah. move it on and then, then they pass on the best they can to their next generation and that generation has to then wake up and go hang on i've been conditioned oh but yeah. that's good and that's not and then yeah. and in that way we collectively mm -hmm. evolve it seems to me okay yeah so that the conditioning kind of it provides us with a framework through which to see the world just to even think you know to, yeah. just to language everything yeah yeah comes, comes from that what is good what is bad and 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 what i mean when you see kids the the, the initial phases often mm. is about rules you know mm. like don't do that like share your toys yeah. or you know don't snatch sweets away from other people at nursery or and mm -hmm. but what you want to do is you want to get your kids to a place where they're not thinking about rules yeah they just they're just good they just wouldn't yeah. do that mm -hmm. and that's the journey i think we're still on i think you know the soul of cultures on that we don't want a culture run by rules we want a culture yeah. which is just full of good people yeah, and, and yeah. we do that with our kids but we do have to they 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 need to learn all of that they don't come in with that Mm -hmm. They come in with an innocence in the sense that they're like, you yeah. know, they're so beautiful and vulnerable. And yeah, but they, they, we nurture that. We, we give them the best that we've got in the knowledge yeah. that it will be imperfect. And I, and I guess I'm, I'm getting that there's a fundamental link between that and creativity. So I guess if we're, you know, when we're in our kind of sort of purest state in a way when we're born and we, we don't have any concepts or language, we're just kind of in that mergy kind of oneness state and then through learning kind of concepts and language um that brings us into a different state of being but but we need that kind of contrast in order to be creative otherwise we're just in kind of bliss and purity and yeah yeah and i, I mean it really struck me i mean i was lucky enough when my daughter was born she was born at yeah. home in a, in a pool and and my wife was holding her when just as she was born and i was holding my wife and she mm -hmm. opened her eyes and happened to be looking straight into mine so as her yeah. eyes opened for the first time yeah. and you know baby's eyes it's just like ooh, this ocean of yeah of, you know but what struck me afterwards when it was was that i could see that mm -hmm. but it feels to me like she wasn't seeing that she just wasn't yeah and she had to come in and make this journey and mm. and so a bit like when i was saying about with my boy bo that i wanted to get the both hands so i could be not just in the moment like a child because actually yeah. grown-ups who are like children are a pain in the ass <laughs> but, but yeah. could be both mm. but he what he wanted and all children i think is he wanted me to be able to meet him in the yeah. moment yeah. just like play yeah and to keep one eye out for danger and okay. time and I, so he was safe yeah. and 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 that both and meant i had to remember what it was like to be a kid not forget mm. 
And then the whole spiritual thing, in a way, feels like yeah. you're remembering yeah. the thing which was always there. Yeah. The presence of being, which you yeah. weren't conscious of when you were born, yeah. but it was yeah. there. And yeah. now you're sure, oh, I could be conscious that there is that big ocean of oneness, that big ocean of bliss, which mm-hmm. is my nature. Yeah. So what I, what I see with my kids is a lot, a lot of people say, you know, should you teach kids spirituality? And my feeling is pretty much just teach them the best you can about what a goodness is, what love is, mm-hmm. what wisdom is, yeah. and then hope they make the journey or, or support them making the journey into life first. Yeah, yeah. Then when they're ready, okay. they can come out and go beyond. Yeah. That's really amazing. And because sometimes I feel sad because I guess my... I, my son's aware of the fact that I'm on a spiritual journey, you know, like I've, I've spoken to him about my awakening experiences and he, you know, he's there while I'm meditating. And I sort of, I feel like I'd, I'd love him just to also be having those experiences, but, but there's no way I can teach that to him. And actually I'm aware that, you know, the best I can do is just be available as a, as a role model and, and what and you're it's saying. timing, Nina. Yeah. I really think it's timing. I mean, it's inter- I mean, I don't think this, but it's interesting that yeah. in the ancient traditions, like uh, the the mystery traditions or Kabbalah, and the, you wouldn't be initiated into the real awakening until you were at least forty. Oh, really? Yeah, because you wouldn't be regarded as having come into the world until you've, you're a family man or woman, but okay. not man probably until you yeah. had responsibilities. Until you, in other words, what it was saying is you need to develop a solid individuality yeah. from which so solid it can support you waking up to okay. the wonderful things. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And if you don't, you know, I, I have, I have, I know young people mm. um, who have come up too early. I did. Okay. I was lucky, but yeah. I, I did come up early, but I was psychologically strong who aren't okay. psychologically strong, who end up in disassociative states yeah where it's not good or, mm-hmm. or they take psychedelics and it's, they haven't got the strength to support it and, yeah. and so it's not it is about timing it's about i mean my feeling always is build up the individual yeah mm-hmm. and then let it flower it's yeah a bit like, you know you, it's no good hoping for the flower before it's developed the stalk as it were you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. and i i really had that experience as well because um i had the slightly weird um experience of joining a cult when I was in my 20s so I I kind of you know went to India found a guru all of that kind of stuff and I I had awakening experiences but um but also like um I couldn't really hold on to them because I hadn't kind of matured enough or I hadn't done enough work on myself um and people would say to me you've got to let go of your ego you've got to surrender and I was like oh I I don't want to (laughs) and what I found is that um the more I've kind of become myself, like the stronger my individuality becomes, the ego just kind of lets go of itself, actually. So um, you don't need to Perfect. kind of force that process. Yeah, me, me yeah. too. I, okay. I was a member of a cult in my late teens. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm glad and then, it wasn't just And in my early 20s. And when I was yeah. in the point of leaving, mm-hmm. um, the, the message was, you know, if you go, hang on, that that's not right is it and the answer was oh that's just your mind yeah don't listen to that that's your mind so this whole thing about the egos being bad the mind is being bad mm. my own my own uh, place now is that the, the ego is absolutely fine and the mind is a great blessing because mm. we need a strong mind you need a wise mind you need a strong sense of self 
Yeah. But, but as you're experiencing, if you yeah. have a strong, if you're just stuck in yourself, then you'll become egotistical and it's horrible. But yeah. if you have a strong sense of self, that yeah. can support transcending the self. Yeah. Yeah. And then you discover something way beyond the individual. Mm -hmm. You find the universal nature. And yeah. that's also the route to service. And, and yeah. you know, I, could, I could not have got, I mean, you know, parenting is demanding. Yeah. And for me, it was being able to experience it as this sublime service that made me able to tread the path. And yeah. otherwise, I think it would have, I would have thought like, you know, Jeff, this has taken over my life, you know, what the hell? But it was, mm -hmm. a, it was a beautiful thing because at yeah. that point I had transcended Tim enough yeah um, I was able to you know give myself away i was yeah. willing and that's mm -hmm. and it's a, what a joy what a joy yeah. to do that isn't it yeah absolutely and i, I did i was just thinking this morning about the fact that we it feels like we're in very uncertain times at the moment and i yeah. think for me when there's that <laughs> level of uncertainty going on i i kind of i really just want to come back to a sense of meaning you know like what yeah. you know what is it that really yeah. gives us a sense of meaning yeah. in life and um and children definitely do that i think there's nothing else is there it's like you know i'm a philosopher i love meaning and all these ideas and seeing the great scope of life and everything but the, 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 the minute there's something in my family all of that's out the window <laughs> yeah. suddenly it's like this is the and it's that particularity as well it's mm -hmm. i love that about life that mm -hmm that although my concerns are universal and I do have a universal love, which I really seek to nurture. And it's mm. one of my, it's the, one of the most beautiful things I know. Yeah. The fact that it expresses itself through Tim with Tim's family, it feels mm. like, Oh, that's right. It's like, it's this particular woman, mm. these two children mm. doesn't mean it doesn't extend, but there's that, yeah. that intimacy and, and it's a, and, and but that connection is so powerful and, and so yeah. meaningful. Well, yeah all. and there's something amazing about um I, I think did you do an interview with Rupert Sheldrake yeah I really love his work and um this kind of concept of of morphic fields and um I guess I don't know like I sense maybe we're kind of we're in a bit of a morphic field now as we're having this conversation um and within your family unit you're, you're not a kind of closed separate self yes. within that you know that we're kind yes. of you know we're kind of extending ourselves around our children in a way absolutely i i think that is i think that's there is a deep reality to that and you know, one of the lines that i love to use because it helps me link things together about the oneness is is and the because my experience of awakening is fundamentally it's, it's communion oneness and love mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's because the, the love is how the oneness feels. It's how this individual feels when mm. I experience this oneness. But I think that's what we experience with our children. And, yeah. and our partners, is that there's a, there's a fundamental, and it's the paradox again. It's like when mm. I look at my daughter, say, Aya, mm. it's that she is separate from me and hurrah that she is. She's herself. And I wanted to become yeah. more and more herself. Yeah. And and yet there's this connection underneath that where she's so that her joys are my joys, her suffering is my suffering and I would do anything for her. Mm. And it's that connection where you're both one and two at the same time. Yeah. Which I think is what love really is. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And I sort of, I have the sense from my son that, you know, like while I'm, I'm playing this role of, you know, holding a space for him, you know, kind of like a container, 
for his life to take place within. It's it's almost like on another level, he's guiding me and he, he's got this kind of, you know, beautiful benevolent quality about him. How old is he? Um, he's nearly 10, which is a really lovely age, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it gets it it gets tougher when they individuate, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. You know, okay. I, I really did. I really did have myself set up to be the cool dad who could, you know, breeze through that and be like, you know, but yeah. you know, everything the other the other grown ups before me, all the things they told me. Yeah, there was a lot of wisdom in it, and and okay. it, it becomes, a, and that's when the that's when it feels like this perfect thing where you're you're kind of seduced in by these beautiful, mm. vulnerable little beings, which you just want to go woo and do anything for, and yeah. then they come in and they kind of have a magical quality. Yeah, magic starts to go because they come into the world to become more themselves, and okay. then they start going, "I'm me. I have yeah. to individuate," okay. and they do. And part yeah. of that individuation is they have not to be you because yeah, yeah, it's like when you become you. embarrassing. Yeah, just what they just—they <laughs> must be separate, and they must, yeah. and, you know, and yeah. and that sets up a whole another uh, level, yeah. and the love is really stretched, and you know, I okay. think that's the, that's the period where you really have to go, okay, okay, right. So, yeah. how do I love now? <sighs> okay, that's you know, it's yeah, that's interesting, and I guess it's you know, different times when we have to let go, like I, you know, I guess you know, in some way we have to let go. A part of ourselves to become a parent and then um I felt like when my son turned seven there was a kind of a letting go that happened then as he, yeah yeah yeah, he yeah, became yeah kind of more himself yeah. at that point and I guess there's going to be another another level of that coming for me in a few years yeah and then um, you know ours of ours are now grown up and okay. um my daughter has just left for university she's been there a year and a half and my okay. son is working for the government in London and god wow. knows that and um and that so, so suddenly they're not at home, and that's another big letting go. That's a, that's a whole process of, yeah. And and then just having confidence in them, being there, but having confidence in them to find their own way through, yeah. Which is great when it works, and difficult when it's not working. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and yet Absolutely. somehow you have to be able to, you know, negotiate that as well. So yeah, it just feels yeah. like it goes on forever. And I, I look at my own relationship with my parents, who are now both dead, and and the older I get, the more mm. grateful I am. Okay. Because that just feels like, wow, I, I see what you did now and, mm -hmm. and how you tried to to do it and yeah. what a you know that 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 kind of you know, oh wow. Uh, yeah. because I see might see how you know, but it goes on until the end. It doesn't Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Um this is a really big question, but I, I wonder do you think there's a sense in which our journey is a as humanity or as a species, that it kind of echoes our individual journey through life. I wonder. Tell me exactly, that's interesting. Tell me what you mean by that, Nina, so I, so I make um, sure I understand. Well, this is, again, it's something that comes from Steiner. And I guess, that, so okay. there's this idea that, um, you know, when we're young children, we're kind of very um, connected to the oneness. Um, and then we kind of drop out of that into, you know, our own individuality. And then we kind of reconnect to the oneness, but but with a different level of awareness. And mm. I just wondered um, whether you know, it, yes. it's all kind of yes. hope giving that as a species. Yes. I, I, I think that's exactly right. The, uh, the journey for me, which I see in spirituality, I see it as underlying the real mythos that you find in in a lot of myths that I've yeah. written about. 
Mm. Uh, I'd say it's the journey from unconscious oneness into conscious separateness or conscious individuality through to conscious oneness, which is this both and state where you're you're both separate and not separate. Yeah. And what I see with kids is exactly what exactly is, you know, so in, in they come and they're like, you know, I remember, I remember a good friend of mine who, who had a child just a little bit after me. Yeah. Um, and coming to me and I'm going, Hey, how was it? And he went, I'm really pissed off. I said, why? He said, it turns out my, my wife, my wife's been sleeping with the Buddha because you know, <laughs> just look at this little child. It's like, it's so perfect. And, yeah. and yeah, you look in its eyes and it's like, wow. Mm. And, and that's the unconscious oneness. Mm, and yeah. then it will come in and it will lose that increasingly. It loses that. And it's kind of a painful process sometimes, I think, to watch. Yeah. Um, as it just year, year after year after year after year after year. And then suddenly it hits a point where you think, oh, it's actually gone. And, yeah. But what's happening is they're becoming more and more individual and conscious. Mm. And that's exactly, I think, what's happening to us collectively as well. That we're yeah. emerging from a an identity which is mainly collective yeah. and unconscious mm-hmm. into this incredible conscious individuality, which we're seeing today, there's still further to go. Yeah. But then through that conscious individuality, I now think we can transform from individuals into what I'm now calling univigils. Okay. Yeah. Which is individuals conscious mm-hmm. of unity with the universe. Yeah. Beautiful. And I think that's the, that is exactly the journey each one of us is making. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's a great way to describe the overall trajectory of of life, the whole of existence, actually, from yeah. unconscious oneness, conscious individuality to conscious yeah. oneness. Yeah, thank you. And I, I just wondered why it is that that's so painful collectively right now, and and, and maybe it right is now? again it's that letting go. Yeah. In, we're definitely there's definitely a lot of transition happening, and things are changing mm. very fast, and that's yeah. disorientating. Yeah. And that causes a lot of fear. And okay. some of that fear is really justified. Some of that fear isn't. Yeah. Um, we, we can't tell. Mm-hmm. It's like we're right in the middle of that right now, aren't we, as we speak with the coronavirus. Yeah. It's like, yeah. is it like, whoa, you know, I've been very, very lucky. You know, I've, my, my generation have not lived through in England any mm-hmm. major catastrophes. You know, my, both my parents lived through the Second World War. Okay. It's unimaginable that, that the effect that would have had on their youth. Yeah. They they had that experience. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that experience. You haven't had that experience. So mm-hmm. we've been very, very lucky. And then you look and you think, you know, is it, is there one coming? Is this the one? Is it global warming? What, what's, you know, is there going to be something which just shakes the very fabric? So there's a huge amount of uncertainty and, and, and it's almost like the two things are happening in tandem. I think I see yeah. more and more awakening happening yeah. and more and more fear. Okay. So yeah. we don't know, is the change positive? Yeah. Or is the change negative? Mm. My own particular feeling, Nina, is that the, the, route, the route to ground us mm. is that we need to become conscious of how well we've done. Okay. It's a bit like, I need to say to ourselves, it's a bit like with our kids where it's like, when yeah. the kid fucks up, you've got to tell them, hey, you fucked up. But you don't just tell them that. Yeah. You also tell them how wonderful they are and, hey, look what they've done. And it's not all bad. And, yeah. and once they've got the area they fucked up on, they can move on. And we're like mm. that. It's like, okay what we've done collectively is amazing yeah I mean, we are i mean we should be so proud of ourselves and our ancestors mm. we've, mm. we've taken i mean history is a brutal place mm. and we've taken that and transformed it into paradise mm. i mean we live like so well and yeah. we're so lucky and we have so mm. we've had 
all these decades of peace and I mean, amazing in Europe, you know, just never yeah. happened in history. And the transition mm. between men and women and sexuality, yeah. just endless achievements. Yeah. Mm. right down. The mere fact that we have children, mm. and I suspect neither of us were very, were, didn't spend our whole time wondering, thinking, well, the likelihood is they'll die before they're five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's, most parents have not had that. Yeah. Most parents have ever lived expected mm most of their kids to die before they were five yeah and we've changed that so i feel like that's where it feels like we need to have a much more appreciative uh attitude towards ourselves towards the species towards what we've done and then face this uncertainty and and change and go hey we could this could be beautiful if we if we come at it in the right way yeah yeah i've been listening to a lot of rebel wisdom recently Uh and um, i like this kind of notion that um you know if we kind of come together collectively um we, we've got kind of more power to come up with better ideas about how to change yeah. things in a positive absolutely i mean it's kind yeah. of obvious isn't it but deep yeah um, and I, I think that's right we just need to we need to harness we need to harness all that we are so yeah. that means mm-hmm. our spirituality our goodwill mm-hmm. and then our mind our wisdom and, yeah and for yeah. me you know it's love wisdom. We need to find yeah. the love which comes from the oneness and then we have to work hard on the wisdom. The wisdom's the hard bit. Actually, the okay. love is the easy bit. Yeah. Really. You know, once, you, once you find it, you start, mm-hmm. find, I think you can just love and love and love. Yeah. But if you're looking, but then how do you love? Like, like I said, you know, it's easy to love your kids when they're going, I love you, mummy. I love you, daddy. It's harder when they're shouting out, ah, fuck you. <laughs> Instead, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. And yeah. so it's the wisdom to know how to deal with all of that. Mm-hmm. and i think yeah sorry and just no, also no, it, no. it's helpful that um you know with this kind of third stage that that um service seems to go along with that actually or i've, I've definitely noticed that within my own life that that i guess since having kind of more awakening experiences i just kind of i kind of care less about my own personal goals and i and i kind of it just feels more natural to be in service. So perhaps that's also a collective experience. I think so. I think so. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm so, so lovely to hear you say that because that I think is, is yeah, I can't, we can't underestimate how important that is. That, that yeah. if we, once you, and I think it comes, once you, once you experience that universality, once you experience that, mm-hmm. that profound oneness and that universal love, yeah. you're, you're at the service of whatever you call that, of God, of, of the one, of whatever name you give it. Yeah, that's because it's blissful, important. and you know what? What else is there really apart from that? Well, that's that's the you know that's the that's the 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 meaning. It's the same yeah. thing you find with your kids, but it's now with everything. Yeah. And to me, as a both and thinker, you know, mm. I, those are the two. I want the particular, which is I care for these people, yeah. and then the universal, which is I'm at service to this in a more yeah. general in a general way. And yeah. And and if, like you said, if we we pull our talents, we do that. I think I think you know we can. I you know I'm an optimist. I, I'm an optimist yeah. because the, the power of goodness is so is so strong. Yeah, great. I, I really needed to hear that today. So thank you. And hopefully all the people watching will, will enjoy that message as well. Yeah, great. Well, we probably need to wrap it up there. But thank you so much. That's been really amazing. And um, It's been great. It's been to lovely to speak back. about such a great topic because it's yeah. not one I engage with that much. And uh, it's been so important in my life. That's the truth. You know, I... Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's just such a such a huge thing. And yeah, it's yeah, it's profound. Yeah, mm. and it is, and it's right there, and 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 the you know, it's like 
people often ask me, you know, who's my, you know, who is my great spiritual teacher? Mm. You know, the gurus and all the rest of it that I've sat at the feet of. And yeah. They've taken all my money. The, <laughs> uh, the, and, and the honest truth, and, you know, this is just the truth. Mm. By far. And I, don't, I mean, spiritually as well. Yeah. Mm. Or, by far the greatest teacher for me was my mum. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was simply because of the way she was in the world. Okay. She yeah. was just at service um, mm. without making anyone noticing or mm. without making any song or dance about it or without even counting it in spiritual terms, particularly. She was just full of love and just gave it everywhere. Yeah. And that was such an inspiration, you know, that you could just see, oh, yeah, wouldn't that be? And that's, I mean, I, that's the lovely thing about the parenting. She parented me so well because I could look at her and go, one day I'd like to be like that. Okay. I'd like to be just someone who just seemed to naturally just yeah. give themselves away as, mm-hmm. was, as was required. And, and she, yeah. like you said, you, she, you said about modeling, she just modeled it for me. I don't think, yeah. she, think she tended to do that. She just mm-hmm. was it. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great gift to give to your kids, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, yeah, we'll leave it there. <laughs> Good luck with it. Thank you so much.